Like so many other areas of technology, the database is changing. For quite a long time we worked with relational databases in SQL, but the demands for flexibility, security and speed are making it clear. Legacy databases are not up to the modern demands of modern applications. Hello and welcome to the Cloud Tweaks podcast, where we look at developments and stories dealing with cloud, cybersecurity and other areas of business tech. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. This episode is the first of three co-presented with Matthew Groves of Couchbase, and in this series we'll be discussing the shift to NoSQL, NoSQL, as a part of post-pandemic digital transformation. We'll also be looking at how the media is covering the database debate, and in this, the first episode, we'll be looking at database sprawl, planning to make the shift, and where you have to go to learn the languages and skills, and spoiler alert, these things are not as onerous or costly as you might think. So it is my pleasure to introduce Matthew, or better yet, I'll let him introduce himself. Sure. My name is Matthew Groves. I'm a product marketing manager at Couchbase, which is uh, a title that I haven't really had marketing in my title um, for most of my career. I've been a developer, developer advocate, a consultant. Uh, I'm doing the same kinds of things I was doing as a developer advocate, but I'm doing it with a marketing team now. So still doing very technical things, doing a lot of coding still technical presentations. Oh, good. So you're still getting your hands dirty in code. That's right. So to get things started, can you explain what does Couchbase do and what does it deliver to the marketplace? So Couchbase is a uh, distributed, often referred to as NoSQL database. And it is a uh, database that is uh, clustered. That's what the distributed means there. So it's a a multi-service solution. Basically, what our driver is, is we're just trying to help uh, our customers and our users deliver modern applications with their modern apps, and Couchbase plays an important role in that. We've had relational databases for decades, and they've been very useful. So what is the need to switch up to something that is a NoSQL going in a different direction of how a traditional database is constructed? Right, right. Well, basically, what we're hearing from uh, customers, from people that are coming to us to use Couchbase, is that the databases they have right now, the legacy databases that they're on, are not up to uh, the modern demands for modern applications. So they're looking to uh, increase uh, their high availability. They're looking to uh, improve flexibility for the developers. And uh, they're, they're looking to deliver highly personalized data uh, very uh, quickly, so real-time, sub-microsecond, uh, very responsive data in a dependable way, data that's always going to be there. Uh, even if you know one of the machines in that cluster goes down, the whole thing can still stay up. That's what high availability uh, means there. And just to put some context on where this data is, are we talking about sort of mainframe batch processing? Or are we talking about the kind of things that I, as a consumer, would want to see when I make a purchase on Amazon? Where is the end result of what you provide? Yeah. So with Couchbase 7 especially, those use cases are expanding a lot. Um, you know, it used to be Couchbase was very good as a, as a cache or a secondary data source to kind of offload some of that uh, strain from those legacy databases, those mainframes. And it can definitely still act as that. But definitely the use cases are going to be the ones that are uh, facing customers uh, at a large scale. So if you're doing large scale personalization, catalogs, shopping carts, any sort of content delivery. Uh, it's, it's a great tool for that, especially when flexibility comes into play, when you need flexibility in your data. So Couchbase 7 specifically uh, is adding some features that will make the transition from relational 
to NoSQL, to the higher availability, the higher performance, more flexible database. It'll make that transition uh, much, much easier to do. And, I, and there's certainly some projects we can talk about that uh, additionally provide some more tooling uh, for developers and, and DBAs to make that transition. Uh, but, you know, some of the some of the problems that you might experience, uh, you know, uh, previously is that you may have this relational database or this mainframe database out there, and you can't really hook that up to a publicly facing app uh, very efficiently, right? It's just not designed for those sorts of things, those legacy you know, single database um, or single machine databases. And, and so what uh, you end up doing is you'll end up adding other database systems, other solutions to that, uh, to your enterprise. And you end up with this thing called database sprawl. So you might have a search database and you might have a, a caching database and a key value database and a document database. And you have all these different databases that are out there in your enterprise, all these different pieces that you have to manage independently and manage all the integrations with them. And that becomes very difficult to manage because you have all these different tools uh, requiring all these different expertises. And oftentimes, you know, there's lots of, uh, when you adopt a database like that, there's lots of new languages and new tools that you have to uh, learn and, uh, and find expertise for um, because they're, they, they don't use any of the same kinds of uh, technologies or languages that you would have in your legacy system. Um, and additionally, uh, you know, if you have all these different databases that are out there, you have to manage them independently. You can end up with some some serious downtime with those. Uh, you know, if if your if your search database goes down, your other databases are still up. Well, then you lose search capabilities, and uh, so uh, lots lots of problems uh, that that database sprawl um, can can lead to. So one of the things that Couchbase can actually bring to the table now is a consolidation um, because it's it's more of a multi model more or multimodal, depending on how you look at it. A database that can perform all those things across your enterprise uh, as you need them um, now or in the future. So what do organizations who may be considering this? I mean, obviously not everyone has moved across to this or, or have they? I mean, is this something that everyone has already undertaken or is it new to a lot of organizations? I think a lot of organizations are facing this problem now and they'll be they're starting to move towards uh, this type of um, data platform solution uh, instead of having a bunch of piecemeal solutions here and there, uh, because that's just going to be a higher uh, TCO, higher total cost of ownership to manage those. And organizations are looking to both innovate uh, and reduce costs, which, I mean, sometimes that seems a bit of an oxymoron, right? You want to try new things, take new risks, but you also want to keep the cost down. But something like Couchbase actually allows you to do both those things. You can, you can innovate and you can reduce uh, your total cost um, because of the unique uh, capabilities of Couchbase uh, in terms of the multi-model. And, um, you know, something we haven't talked about, we mentioned earlier with the NoSQL term, is that Couchbase is a in the, under the NoSQL umbrella, yes, um, but it actually has supported for many years now, in fact, and it continues to innovate in this area, a full SQL language to interact with your distributed NoSQL JSON data. And so if your organization is used to writing SQL and knows SQL, as many organizations are, that lowers the cost of the transition because we're using the same language that's been uh, dominating databases since the late 70s. Uh, and, and so that really helps the transition as well. 
Yeah, I was thinking about the three costs of transitions and when you've got the migration of data itself, of course, but you've also got potential downtime or risk when someone does kind of move house like this. But you've also got the people as well. If you've got a generation of developers, programmers and experts who have been working in one particular thing, what's the degree of ease of transition for them? And have you experienced, let's say, with experienced programmers who've been around for, let's say, 10, 20 years, are they grasping this enthusiastically or do you see that there's some pushback around change? Well, of course, there's always there's always a pushback. Databases are, generally speaking, I, I think uh, harder to get movement in because you know, as as we know, as developers and and running projects for many years, data stays around a lot longer than applications. So it's very difficult, uh, you know, to to kind of get that movement as quickly as say a UI framework, for instance. Um, that being said, when I talk to developers, when I'm, when I'm out there in the field, or when, I'm, when I'm communicating with them and uh, user groups and conferences and things, um, you know, they don't necessarily always realize that uh, there is a NoSQL database out there that has SQL. And so when I show them and I say, here, go ahead and try to write a query, and they just intuitively know how to do it. You know, uh, they, can, they can understand that, oh, okay, a JSON data kind of looks like a table. Uh, if you think about it in a certain way, and there's additional features to the language that support some of the, you know, extended JSON things that you don't see in a relational database. But fundamentally, uh, writing a select statement is something that comes naturally to developers, to many developers. SQL is one of the top three languages in the world, period. Um, it's, it's the lingua franca of data. And so developers, once they see that, they, they, you know, and this is what happened to me actually when I first discovered Couchbase because I come from a relational database background, but I've always been intrigued by some of the uh, benefits that NoSQL offers in terms of flexibility and, and scaling. And once I saw that Couchbase actually supports the language that I've been using my whole career, I was I was amazed. I was like, this is this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. The best of both worlds, and that's what Couchbase Seven actually aims to be—a fusion of the best of relational features and the best of modern. NoSQL uh, database features. Hosting for the Clouds Weeks podcast is brought to you by ISC Squared, the world's largest non-profit association of certified cybersecurity professionals. ISC Squared membership of more than 150,000 is made up of certified cyber, information, software, and infrastructure security professionals who are making a difference and helping to advance the industry. ISC Squared offers a portfolio of credentials that are part of a holistic, programmatic approach to cybersecurity. Visit isc2.org to continue your journey and get certified today. So you had mentioned this sort of three steps to migration, but just before we do that, again, another question just about younger programmers, developers, and IT specialists. Are you seeing any difference in, let's say, people in their 20s who are joining the workforce who may have never worked on a mainframe or a large-scale database in their experience? Or am I assuming too much here? I mean, is there any particular kind of generational gap between people in their 20s right now and those who are a little older and have been working on previous platforms in terms of attitude and aptitude? you know, in order to carry the organization forward? I think that's a real interesting question. And, and I think it's something we could, uh, that I would love to see some serious research on. But I can tell you my general impressions of it is, um, you know, it used to be, I don't know if this is 100% true, but it used to be that, you know, as a, as a developer, you would go to a college and take a four-year, you know, computer science degree, perhaps, uh, and the other option was maybe you were an accountant and you kind of fell into, oh, I have to write some code in order to solve this problem, right? And you were sort of the learn on the job 
uh, type of uh, attitude. Uh, and so you just use whatever is around. Uh, but one thing we're seeing that's kind of new, um, we're, newer trend recently, is the idea of uh, boot camps, uh, where someone who is maybe a college age or maybe even older looking to make a career transition is going to a short-term boot camp and learning, to, uh, you know, spending a year or two uh, immersed in learning how to program. And those, uh, those types of programs are generally uh, going to be using different uh, tools and materials than the traditional academic setting or the traditional learn-on-the-job enterprise setting. You know, they're going to use things that are uh, relatively low cost, right? So instead of buying a Visual Studio license or an Eclipse license or something, they're going to use Visual Studio Code or Atom or something like that. Um, uh, instead of using a enterprise license database like DB2 or SQL Server or something, they're going to use a open source, uh, you know, uh, NoSQL database that uh, doesn't require a lot of theory about third normal form and so on in order to get started storing data into. And, and so in the, in the long run, they might still end up learning those things uh, later on in their career. But to start with, uh, you know, the people going through those boot camp type programs are going to be very familiar with the sort of the modern open source tooling, uh, you know, a JSON database instead of having to learn all tables and foreign keys and things like that. that. That's just my impression. I would love to see, again, some more solid research on it. You had mentioned some guidance on steps to migration and transition. So would you like to expand upon that? Sure. Uh, and this is something I will be talking about at our upcoming uh, conference as well, which is uh, Couchbase Connect taking place this October. Free conference. So if you're interested, uh, check that out. You can learn a lot from our uh, our uh, engineers, our customers, our partners, our users. Um, but I'll be presenting uh, some content there uh, based on those three steps you just talked about. And the three steps that I see are especially uh, relevant with the features of Couchbase 7 uh, that allows a very easy, uh, straightforward, I'm going to say easy, but straightforward mapping between relational structures and uh, Couchbase uh, 7 structures. So the first step there is, I think you mentioned this already, just moving the data over. And uh, one thing that Couchbase 7 does now is it supports uh, more structures for organizing your data, where previous versions of Couchbase, you basically had uh, things called buckets, which is a big collection of all kinds of documents, a heterogeneous collection of documents. In Couchbase 7, we have some additional uh, organizational elements like scopes, and then uh, so bucket can have multiple scopes, and then scopes can have multiple collections, and then the collections themselves have the documents. And the scopes, for instance, might match up to a individual microservice or perhaps a tenant in a multi-tenant system. And the collections inside match up uh, pretty straightforward to a table in a relational database. And then inside each collection, you have uh, JSON documents that match up to a row of data in a table. And so with this mapping in mind, you can do a pretty straightforward uh, lift and shift of data from a relational or, or you know, a legacy type database into a couch base. Now, uh, there's a number of tools to do that transition. Anything from a, a fully, uh, full commercial um, supported tool called GlueSync, and that's from our partners at Molo17, and that is actually going to be a live uh, uh, synchronization of data between the two. So if you're not quite ready yet to move off the uh, mainframe or the relational database completely, you can at least get the data copied over into Couchbase in real time and start working with your modern applications in Couchbase while keeping your legacy application, the legacy database in place 
you know, until you're ready to start moving off of that as well. And there's other open source tools. Uh, one I'm working on specifically SQL Server to Couchbase because my SQL Server background, I'm working on a tool to uh, copy data over, copy structure over as well. There's another uh, open source project called Couchgress, does a similar thing for Postgres. And then there's always a, a more DIY hands-on approach where if you can get your data out of your database into CSV, you can then get that into Couchbase uh, just as a, as a sort of manual import, which is a little more work, but might be if you're interested in doing some more customization or really digging deep into that process, that might be a more appropriate approach. So that's step one is to get the data moved over. And that's actually uh, quite easy with Couchbase 7 these days. The second step, not as easy. Uh, this is uh, where you're going to actually um, shift your application over. Uh, to use Couchbase. So you might shift part of your application, maybe just a single vertical slice of functionality, or you might be building a brand new application, like a modern application to handle user profiles, which might require a modern database like Couchbase. Uh, now, this is, you know, this is this involves programming work. This involves actual human thought, not just a, a script to run everything. But Couchbase is in a unique position here. We mentioned already uh, Couchbase supports SQL. So if you have existing queries written in SQL and you want to move those over to Couchbase, uh, I'm not going to say um, a percentage here, but uh, many times it's going to work as is, or maybe with a few small syntax tweaks. You know, Couchbase supports, uh, Couchbase's query language supports um, joins and aggregations and common table expressions and merge and everything you'd expect from a SQL uh, language is there in Couchbase, including begin commit rollback for ACID transactions. So that part of the transition is actually uh, not as difficult. Where other competitors in our landscape, you're going to have to learn a brand new language and completely rewrite that query. And of course, ACID transactions as well. Uh, you know, until recently, many NoSQL databases did not support ACID transactions at all. And, and many still don't. Uh, and we actually provide full ACID transaction support uh, in the query language and a number of our uh, language SDKs, so .NET, Java, uh, C, and so on. And then the third step is, um, you know, I'm not going to call it an optional step, but uh, an important step um, uh, to uh, optimize your data model. So if you're lifting and shifting relational data over to Couchbase, you can use it as is, of course. Like I said, we have joins, we have asset transactions, but ultimately those joins and those transactions introduce some overhead. You know, having your data in all those different pieces uh, that's required in the relational world, not required in a modern database like Couchbase. So what you can actually do is work to refactor that model to combine data into one document. So historically, if you have, let's say, a shopping cart, uh, you'd have a shopping cart table and you have a shopping cart items table and you'd have three rows in the items table and one row in the shopping cart table. So you have four pieces of data in two different tables you typically have to join together in order to display to the user. And you can still do that in Couchbase if you want to. But what you can do that's actually going to optimize the situation is if you can combine all those four pieces of data into one document. And you can do that with JSON because it has support for nested objects and arrays. And if you go through that process and think about when, where can I aggregate, where can I combine the data, you're going to get, end up with a, a more optimal model. It's going to leave faster performance and more flexibility in the process. So those are the three steps. I, I, I know I'm, a lot of that is just kind of glossing over some, some major questions and issues. But those are the three steps I see to either transitioning part or all of your application from legacy to modern.
In the second of these three episodes, Matthew and I will discuss the results of a survey conducted by Couchbase this year, early 2021, that shows how, as the impact of COVID-19 on an organization continues to bite, developers are playing a key role in helping organizations meet their digital transformation goals despite facing significant challenges. But 49% of respondents reported their development teams have indicated that they are being asked to do too much in too little time. So I hope you will come back for the second of our three-part discussion with Matthew Groves of Couchbase. You can check out more of what he and his company does by visiting couchbase.com. That's C-O-U-C-H-B-A-S-E dot com. And also remember to check out Couchbase Connect, which is taking place this October for a free conference where you can find out even more about how they work. Hosting for the Cloud Tweaks podcast comes from ISC Squared, and we thank them for their ongoing support. To learn about and join the ISC Squared community of cybersecurity leaders, visit isc2.org. And as for us, you can check us out at cloudtweaks.com and follow us on Twitter at cloudtweaks. If your company is looking for some great exposure to thousands of decision makers in the IT, cloud and related industries worldwide, please get in touch. We can craft a campaign that will get you noticed through our website, social media and newsletter channels, all of which enjoy substantial readership. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts and tell just one more person about us. We are always interested in learning what we can do to bring quality news and information to you. Until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Stay safe and thanks for listening.